Hello, friend. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so glad that you've joined me in this time together. And I want to talk to you today about something that is very, very important, and that is today. Your day, the 24 hours that you have right now. You say, wow, well, you know, what's the big deal about my day? Oh, your day? This is a gift. Every minute of this day is a gift to you. Have you ever talked to somebody who almost died and their attitude about life really changed? And they said, you know what? I am so grateful for every day that I live and every day when I see the sun come up or I open my eyes, I'm so grateful that I can open my eyes and live today. Well, they've had something terrible happen to them and they understand that today is valuable. Oh, your day is so valuable. And that's what I want to talk to you about because your day is a gift to you. Every moment of it. And actually, it's just waiting. The day is just waiting to unfold. And I want to say something about your morning because it's the word of God and it's very true. And it's in Lamentations chapter 3. And it says that there are new mercies. Now, every single morning, there are new mercies for you. So if you wanted to be, you know, very visual, you could say that when you woke up, there was a package of new mercies at the foot of your bed for you to, un to, you to open up. And, and they're brand new. And they've never been before. Never, ever, ever have those mercies ever, ever, ever been there. And the mercies that you receive, they're for you. The mercies that I receive this morning, they're for me. God is so individual. He's got so much creativity that even at, even snowflakes, not one snowflake is the same. So it's not like God runs out of creativity. He has plenty of power to have mercies for you and mercies for me, brand new, never been before, and exactly what you need. So we receive mercies for today. Today. So we don't want to waste those mercies. So look with me how important our day is and that we use those mercies because if we just are uh if we're just thinking about tomorrow well then we're not living today or if we're moaning over yesterday we're not living today yesterday's gone we don't have tomorrow so all you have left is the 24 hours that you have right now or maybe the 12 hours that you have left to be awake or maybe less than that I don't know but your day is a gift and I want you to see what Jesus said about your day and 
you know, the Bible says that he was tempted in every way that we are. So he was even tempted to waste his day or he was tempted to live in the past or he was tempted to worry about the future. But he said these words in Matthew chapter six, verse 34. And I, I want to go there. I want your eyes to see it if you can. And it says, it says, but it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for the tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Oh, have you, have you noticed that? Like, like, uh, every day has some problems. So we need all the energy we have for today because the problems that are for tomorrow, uh, we don't have those yet. So we need all the energy that we have for today. And Jesus was, he, he's saying this and he's trying to tell us what wise wisdom this is that do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. So let's just take that one little phrase. Do not worry about tomorrow. Okay. So Jesus said this. He told us to do this. So we know that Jesus did this, but we know also he was tempted just like we are because in Hebrews chapter four, it's verse 15 and 16. It says that he was tempted just like we are exactly the same way as we're tempted. And that's, that's amazing because that means he was tempted to think about yesterday or worry about tomorrow. You know what I'm realizing, friend? It really takes the Spirit of God just to live today and not worry about tomorrow. It really does. It, and I see that Jesus, it was by the Spirit of God. It was by his fellowship with God that he didn't think about yesterday. He didn't worry about uh, tomorrow. That he just lived one day at a time. And that is what, that is what's wisdom for us. That's what's safety for us. Think of all the people who worry about tomorrow. They're not just worried about tomorrow. They're worried about five years from now, or they're worried about two months from now, or they're worried about a year from now. How can we give all of our energy into today if we're worried about tomorrow and, and how can we give all of our energy in today? If we are thinking about yesterday or what we did wrong or what somebody else did wrong to us or how that didn't work out. And we're just worrying about that or thinking about that. Thinking about that is stealing from our today. Worrying about Tomorrow is stealing from our today. We need every bit of energy and thought that we have for today. 
And that's what Jesus was saying. And I think it's pretty profound that Jesus would say that. Because if Jesus said that, then that's what he did. And in Hebrews, it says that he was tempted. I, I told you that. But he was tempted in the very same way. He could have thought about the, the day that happened, how the disciples messed up or how they didn't believe, or I can't believe they didn't believe that yesterday. He could have thought that. He could have thought, oh, you know, the crucifixion is in front of me. I'm so worried about that. That would have been totally normal, but that's not the way he lived. And I know for sure, friends, that he's calling us up to a higher level to, to focus on today. Now, I want you to look with me at, at um, well, Matthew chapter 6, uh, 34. We're already there. And we, you know, if a lot of times when we worry, we are worrying about something we can't do anything about. Or we're worrying about something that happened and we can't change that. And we, or we worry about, about something that'll never happen. And that worrying is stealing from right now. In John chapter 12, uh, this it, uh, verse one, it says, then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who had been raised from the dead. Who, and verse two, there they made him a supper and Martha served and Lazarus was there and uh, they were at the table with him. When I read that verse, Verse 1 that says it was six days before the Passover. So many times I've thought, Jesus, how did you six days, six days before your death, how did you, how did you not worry? You, you knew what was prophesied. You knew that you were going to be arrested. You knew you were going to be accused, falsely accused. You knew that you were going to be beaten. You knew you were going to be crucified. You knew you were going to perish in hell and you were going to pay for our sins. And you knew that you would raise from the dead. But Lord, how did you do that? How did you not worry? And he is our example. He didn't worry. He wasn't worried because... Uh, he is so busy. He is so busy. In chapter 12, he is, uh, in, in chapter 12, he's preaching about that the seed must drop into the ground and, and it, because it has to die and bring forth fruit. In, in chapter 13, he's teaching the disciples. He's washing their feet. He's teaching them to serve one another. In chapter 14, he is talking about the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit's going to come and how you can't do anything without him. 
And then in chapter 16, he's talking again about the Holy Spirit. I mean, he is so busy. He is talking and talking, serving and serving and trying to prepare them. He's not worried about the future. He's taking a hold of today. And then in chapter 17, we see his prayer with the Father before he was arrested. So he's our example. So you might be saying, well, so how can I do that? Well, the Bible has given us very good help that we cannot worry about tomorrow. And one of those scriptures is 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 5. <laughs> and it says in verse 7, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. Well, there's two things there, and they're both very important. We have to, by our own will, say, I can't carry this care. My shoulders weren't made for this care. I have to cast this care on the Lord. If I'm worried about yesterday and I'm not living today, then I got to cast what was yesterday, maybe the mistakes I made yesterday, or what somebody said to me yesterday, or what I did yesterday, I have got to cast that on the Lord today. Or if I'm worried about tomorrow, oh, I'm so worried about tomorrow. Oh, you don't understand. I have so much responsibility. Oh, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm so worried. Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? That all those what ifs are taking away your energy to live today. What if Jesus had done that? Here he's got this huge responsibility in six days or maybe five days to prepare the disciples, to teach them to uh, love one another, serve one another, talk to them about the Holy Spirit, have the final Lord's Supper, make a covenant. He has so much to do. What if he was worried? It would have messed up his today. And that's what I'm telling you, friend, that when, if we worry about yesterday or we worry about tomorrow, we are stealing from our today. And as we read in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, we're to cast it on the Lord. Cast yesterday on the Lord. Cast tomorrow on the Lord. You can't handle yesterday. You can't do anything about yesterday. Cast tomorrow on the Lord. You can't do anything about tomorrow either because you're not there. But you have energy today to get ready for tomorrow. See how the enemy is such a thief because he wants to steal from your energy for today. Your today is such a gift to you. Sometimes we just beat ourselves up and say, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do this. But we have today. You have those hours. Well, now back to this verse, casting your care on the Lord. And then it says, because he cares for you. Why should you cast your care on him? Why should you, why should I cast my care on him? Why? Because he cares. He cares for you. 
in the Amplified Bible, it says, because he affectionately cares for you. Whatever you're facing right now, he cares right now. Whatever it is, he's caring about you right now. The Bible says that his thoughts towards us are more than the sands of the sea. How can he be thinking about me so much? Because he loves you so much. I know that you've experienced this, that when a friend, a loved one, and they're going through something just terrible and horrible, and you care about them, you care about them. You care about them so much. You go to bed thinking about them. You go to bed praying for them. You're up in the middle of the night praying for them. You get, you get up in the morning, you're still praying for them. Why? Because you care for them. Well, we're just, we're human. We have the Holy Spirit, but we're not God. And how much more does a perfect God with perfect love and perfect compassion and perfect mercy care for you. You care, but how much more does he care? You know the scripture that Jesus said, you know, you ask, if your son would ask you for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if he would ask you for fish, would you give him a serpent? Of course you wouldn't. Then it says, how much more will the heavenly father give to them who ask? Friend, he cares about you. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that he cares. And he says for us to cast that care. That horrible burden. You know, some people, they carry so much care, it steals from their health. It steals from their strength. It causes them to be in bad mood. It causes them to talk ugly to somebody that they love. It causes them to, to forget things because they're worried. But if they, we cast our care on the Lord... Well, then that's not my care anymore. That's not my care. That's not my care. I don't care. I'm going to do the best I can, but I'm going to live today because God cares for me. Oh, friend, in these days, we have got to become strong in the Lord and strong in these days and be able to, to know that whatever it is that we're experiencing, that that's not just a Bible verse, that's a life verse, that we cast our care on him and experience his care for us. This is so good and so important. There is an enemy, and he does want you to worry. And he does want to steal your day. And he does want to steal your peace. And he does want to steal your energy. And he does want to take your patience. Because you're worried. Because you're trying to live yesterday or tomorrow. But we've just, 
I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to you. We've just got to put up a stop sign and say, no, I don't have tomorrow. I'll do everything I can to get ready for tomorrow, but I'm not worrying about tomorrow. There's a difference in being responsible and worrying. Responsibility is taking actions, doing what you know what you're supposed to do, using your sound mind, your strength. But worrying is stealing from your strength. Worrying is stealing what you could be giving to others or the energy that you could be giving to your day to be ready for tomorrow. You and I have been given a precious gift, and that precious gift is today. It's these hours. It's these hours that we're experiencing. You say, well, why are you spending so much time just talking about today? Because I know that we're tempted to worry. And we're tempted to worry about tomorrow, and we're tempted to worry about yesterday. You know, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, he said, he said, this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind. And it says, and I press forward to the things that are in front of me. I press forward to that which I have today. You can't do anything about your past. But you can do everything about your today. I think we need to be like those people who have an understanding that their today was almost gone. You've talked to those kind of people. I've talked to those kind of people. They say, you know, I almost lost my life. And I'm so thankful for every day that I wake up. And every day that I wake up, it's a gift. Well, maybe we didn't almost lose our life, but that needs to be our attitude. And we need to take a hold of those compassions <laughs> that the Lord has there in that package at the foot of your bed that are just for you, just for that day. The compassions for yesterday, they're gone. But the compassions for today are brand new. Father, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for today. Oh, it's such a gift. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you for my mind today. Thank you for my energy today. Thank you for my health today. Thank you for my loved ones today. Thank you for my job today. Thank you for food today. I thank you, Father. And Lord, help me live today to its very fullness until I put my head on, the, on that pillow and I go to sleep, and I pray this in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. You know, it says in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day. Jesus was saying about the importance of today, give us this day 
our daily bread. He wasn't saying, give us tomorrow our daily bread. He said, give us today our daily bread. Jesus was aware, he had a revelation that every day was a gift. And friend, we need that revelation. And I'm praying, I'm praying that you and I, that we grab a hold of this revelation not to waste a day or wishing for tomorrow or waiting for another day, but take a hold of your day. Those 24 hours, they are precious and they're a gift to you. Well, we're out of time of this program, but I want you to use your day for God's glory and everything you want to do in this day. Do it with all your might. And I'll see you on the next program. Women are powerful and very influential. But what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. My name is Joel Renner coming to you right from Moscow, Russia. And I want to tell you about the certain outreaches of our ministry that we do here in Russia. You know, people need help. And more importantly, people need Jesus. And in these outreaches that we provide, people can have both. They can receive help and Jesus. It is wonderful. And it's all because of your financial support. Thanks to the support of our partners and, of course, God's grace. For decades, we have been able to touch millions of lives with the gospel of Christ and the love of God. We've been privileged to do this through broadcasting Christian television programs all over the world, traveling the globe to places that need to hear the Word of God, starting churches that are thriving to this day, distributing clothes and other necessities to those in need, visiting orphanages with gifts for children and the workers, feeding the homeless and needy and helping them with medical care, sharing Christ with the elderly and restoring their sense of purpose, working to help drug and alcohol addicted people be set free, visiting prisons to minister hope in God's Word, visiting mental institutions to share the freedom that is found in Christ, equipping graduates of our Bible seminary so they can go out and help others reaching thousands through our Internet Good News Church with Bible teaching and spiritual care, writing books that are translated into many languages and distributed to areas that need the Word of God, 
reaching out to the shut-ins in Moscow and letting them know that Jesus has not forgotten them. Your generous support allows us to continue and expand these outreaches. Because of you, we are able to take the gospel of Christ both to our nearby world and to the ends of the earth. We all have a part to play right now, right from your home. You can help us help others by becoming our partner in the work and supporting our work financially. Please call or go to renner.org to make a financial donation so that through your giving, we can continue to make this huge difference in people's lives.